This is the Reading Instruction Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Andy Johnson. Today, we are going to talk about whole language. <clears throat> now, in viewing online discussion groups and reading various articles related to reading instruction and struggling readers, it is clear that many believe that whole language is a bad thing. All well and good, but one should understand exactly what whole language is before rejecting it. So let's take a look at that. Some simple things first. Number one, whole language is a literacy learning theory. Now, educational research is used to create the theories upon which we design educational policies and practices. Theories help to organize relevant empirical facts in order to create a context for understanding phenomena. Now, empirical means that they can be observed or measured. Sometimes people try to dismiss an idea or practice by saying it's just a bunch of theory with the assumption that the theoretical realm is somehow far removed from the practical realm perhaps even having a different set of laws that govern it. But this would be a misunderstanding of what a theory is in terms of educational research. A theory is a way to explain a set of facts. Put another way, if reality were a dot-to-dot -dot picture, a theory would be a way to connect a set of data dots. However, varying theories connect different data dots in different ways, resulting in a wide variety of pictures and practices. Thus, varying theoretical perspectives, while based on a set of empirical data, can often advocate different practices or practical notions. An example would be behavioral learning theory and cognitive learning theory both of which are based on solid empirical evidence. Whole language is a theory that connects a wide array of research data dots to explain how children best learn to read and write. Research to support this theory comes from a variety of perspectives and fields, including miscue-analysis, eye movement, brain imaging, cognitive science, neuroscience, psycholinguistic, literacy instruction, and reading research. All right, number two. Whole language theory defines reading as creating meaning with print, not sounding out words. Sounding out words is not reading. You could sound out words in a foreign language or Latin, but unless you understood what you were reading, you would not be creating meaning with print. Number three, whole language tries to keep language whole and meaningful to the greatest extent possible. Whole language teachers try to minimize instances where students encounter words in isolation. In the real world, we never encounter a single word in isolation. Even signs and labels are found in the context of an environmental product. So whole language teachers may sometimes use word work with some activities, such as word building and word sorts, in which students work with individual words. However, this is one small 
part of reading instruction, and this type of instruction is minimized. Number four, whole language teachers start with the assumption that most students already know how to read and write. Most students in kindergarten, and certainly all students in first grade, understand the process of putting letter symbols together to create words. The problem is, they're not very good at it. Many students are not very good readers and writers. As such, we are not teaching reading as much as we are developing students' ability to create meaning with print. Hence, students need some instruction and lots of reading practice. Number five, whole language teachers start with the assumption that reading is inherently pleasurable. It's a pleasurable act. You generally do not have to coerce human beings to do something they find pleasurable. Reading good books is something that people naturally want to do. If we have good books available that students are able to read at their independent level or below, they will naturally want to read. And like any skill, you become better at reading by reading practice. And like any skill, if you do not practice, your skills decline. Number six, whole language teachers start with the assumption that using writing to express and share ideas is also a pleasurable act. Human beings, of which we are, have an innate need to express themselves and to share their ideas and experience with others. We can see this natural inclination to help students develop their writing skills by providing instances where they choose their writing topics and give them opportunities to share their writing with other students. Students best learn the skills of writing in the context of authentic writing activities that enable them to share their ideas and experiences with others. So we can use this natural inclination to share, express, and share ideas. Number seven, whole language teachers see reading as an interactive process. Reading is not purely a bottom-up process where information flows from the page to the brain. Neither is it a purely top-down process where information flows from the brain to the page. Rather, it's an interactive process whereby information from the brain is used to make sense of what is on the page. However, since there's almost 10 times more information flowing down from the cortex during the act of reading, what is in the head is more important than what is on the page. Hence, beginning readers should be reading about things with which they are familiar to the greatest extent possible and that uses familiar words that are in their lexicon. Number eight, literacy is a continuing developing skill. Just like learning to play a musical instrument or developing the ability to play a sport, it takes practice to get better. Throughout our lives, we continue to become better readers and writers if we continue to read and write. At age 62, I'm a slightly better reader than I was at age 60 
or 61 because I have encountered more than a million words over the last years. These encounters all serve to further develop the neural pathways and neural networks and facilitate the top-down flow of information necessary for reading. Number nine, students are the main scope and sequence. Now it's good to have a sense of what skills to teach in a scope and sequence chart. However, whole language teachers are kid watchers. They watch and listen to students. They engage with students in reading writing conferences. They examine students' drafts and final writing products. And they use miscue analysis and other forms of authentic assessment to see what skills students need. This is the most direct form of instruction because these skills are found directly in the context of students' reading and writing. In this way, students do not have to learn these skills out of context and then try to transfer these skills to real-life reading and writing. And the last one, number 10. Children learn to read and write much the same way they learn to speak and listen. Not exactly the same, but much the same. Using this natural inclination to make meaning, children learn to understand oral language and to speak by being immersed in authentic speaking and listening situations in which adults and other children communicate for real purposes. Adults responded to children's first attempts at authentic communication instead of correcting it. As well, it was expected that children would learn at different rates and in different ways. In learning to speak and listen, children were not separated into ability groups or asked to drill and practice speaking sub-skills. In learning to read and write, some explicit instruction is needed. However, literacy learning skills best develop in the context of reading and writing. So, 10 things about what whole language is. Number one, whole language is a literacy learning theory. Number two, whole language theory defines reading as creating meaning with print, not sounding out words. Number three, whole language tries to keep language whole and meaningful to the greatest extent possible. Number four, whole language teachers start with the assumption that most students already know how to read and write. Number five, whole language teachers start with the assumption that reading is an inherently pleasurable act. Number six, whole language teachers start with the assumption that using writing to express and share ideas is also a pleasurable act. Number seven, whole language teachers see reading as an interactive process. Number eight, literacy is a continuing developing skill. Number nine, whole language teachers see students as the main scope and sequence. And number nine, whole language teachers believe that children learn to read and write much the same way as they learn to speak and listen.